0: Hello, remote friends, the information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together, we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Welcome back, Jen, to the Remote Pathways podcast, and I should say now, the hybrid highway adventure. Where are we going today?
1: Well, Michelle, we are going into a topic that perhaps doesn't come to everyone's mind first off, but one that is important, getting organized and systems. So what comes to mind when you hear the word systems? Because it can activate a lot of different meanings.
0: How to get things done uh, with being a solo entrepreneur. Uh, Systems are part of my team. They're a very important piece of the work that I do. What comes Uh, to mind for you?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting as I was uh, doing some research for writing, reconnecting workspaces, of course, I found myself in the world of systems. I can actually start with a quote, and it's a quote by Mike, from Michael Gerber, who wrote, Organize around business functions, not people. Build systems within each business function. Let systems run the business and people run the systems. People come and go, but the systems remain constant. And that's from Michael Gerber, and I think from E Myth um, Revisited, which is an older book. But it's interesting because why I decided to include a topic and a chapter on systems in reconnecting workspaces, and I think why this is now our theme of today's podcast, is because systems help us scale. Systems actually create inclusivity because they provide information flow and structure and support for everyone, which is so important. And I would say systems have been a big part of my world of work for three decades, right? As, as many of our listeners know, I was often only in a role for three months, three to 36 months was a lifespan of my leadership of individual teams. And once things were set up, and the team was ready to roll, I would often be moved on um, to another location, another project, et cetera. And so I really have, a, have had a very strong belief for many years across many industries, across many businesses, that systems are at the heart. So- what are you, What comes to mind?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know what? I'm naturally thinking of what systems that we have in place and what systems have I heard other people share that have worked for them. So that's where my curiosity is, Jen. If you had some that came to mind, what pops up first?
1: Well, I too, because it always comes to mind. So I would say a couple of things, and we, we covered off some of this in Plan Do Track, actually. It's one of, I think, chapter three goes into systems or section three of plan to track, but it's chapter seven of reconnecting workspaces and to just keep it simple, right? Which is our number one philosophy in the remote and hybrid world. I've got 10 systems that virtual teams, hybrid teams, remote teams might find valuable. So maybe that's a good backbone for our conversation today. What do you think?
0: Yeah. 10 systems, every virtual team needs.
1: How easy is that? So we want you to be listening in with broad ears. Think about what you've got in place. Maybe you, have, maybe you do have a system established in each of these 10 buckets. If you don't, now is the time. It's an opportunity to start thinking about what would you like to put into place? What have people been using? What might need adaptation? What might need exploration? So we're going to start with number one, communication. And Michelle, I'd like, you spend a lot of time communicating every day. Like, what are the systems you have in place to communicate?
0: Well, I'm thinking email, you know, is a a great form of communication. I text or use WhatsApp as well, because a lot of people overseas or in other countries use, use that. So that's really, that seems to be growing. That WhatsApp seems to be a bigger part of what I do lately
1: absolutely and it's interesting you know in our in our recording today people might have been hearing the bings and rings in my background and actually it's from a whatsapp group that I am part of we met earlier today people are there's a couple of us in North America but then Ireland and Australia and so we met just a few hours ago and like that that whatsapp group is just it's flowing it's just flowing and I find it really interesting right like At the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of organizations migrated to Slack, and Slack is a fantastic tool, but also um, some organizations have actually taken off Slack because it was just too much in the background. So really be thinking about systems that are going to support, and systems may need to change over time based on a lot of different factors. So
0: that's so interesting. You brought that up because that's what you have a system. Number two is projects. Slack is under that. And I was just thinking through that when you said that is that I loved Slack when I was part of an internal team, but externally it can be almost too much communication. So that idea of like, oh, just using Slack for a project, very specific, like we do with Asana or something um, would be beneficial.
1: Yeah. So we're going to migrate to system bucket two, which is projects. Think about what you're using, what you're using now, what's working, what's not. We've mentioned Asana, we've mentioned Slack, some organizations use monday.com. Like there's just so many in in the world today, but having a consistent platform, which everyone can access and use and build upon is key. And I think many organizations probably have this down now, but as the world continues to change, moving into perhaps a hybrid work environment, what is happening with information flow, right? Project information flow. Um, What is, you know, what is the the guidance on what needs to be kept in the cloud or in a shared space and what gets kept in individual workspaces, physically or digitally? So think through that in terms of projects. And the third one, we want to touch on briefly today is goals, progress and accountability. So how do you track your goals right now? What are you doing, Michelle, to keep keep your trackers going?
0: Well I have this awesome resource called Plan Do Track. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what I use, you know, uh or that coaching business builder, you know, which is very similar, but I'm still an analog girl. And I can do that because I fly solo, but if my team expanded, I love Trello. Um, the one-page plan that you share. Um, I like mind mapping. I remember when we first started Remote Pathways Podcast, I think the very first thing we did was mind map together, right? And it was Wait. a shared collaborative space. What was that?
1: We use Coggle. Actually, we use oh. Coggle. I was just sharing that with someone the other day because they were asking me, like, what do you use for mind mapping? And my, I'm still a go-to analog girl with that. Like, I do my best thinking, but I've used a bunch of them. I've used Mindjet, MindMeister. I really liked Coggle and, and yeah, we did our planning for this podcast on that over almost two years ago now. So I think very much there's like a lot of different ways that we could be looking at tracking goals, tracking progress, tracking accountabilities. We do know that making goals visible really has a a powerful um, impact in terms of amplifying what's possible. So think about what you're including with goals, progress, and accountabilities. And then number four, system area bucket number four is meetings, right? Meetings take up a significant portion of the day. So what on the meetings front can get done? And what's interesting is here's something more recent, I think, in the last few months, which is a, a shift to the auto-transcription services that you can integrate on. uh, I know you can do it definitely on Zoom. I think Teams has something comparable, but the auto transcription and the auto captioning. So it just allows for like meeting notes to be done right at the end of a call. No need to even send it to a Rev or a Temi. You can do it in the software.
0: Wait, Zoom has that feature? I didn't even realize that.
1: Zoom has that feature. its It's been connected for years. Well, not years, maybe a year to Otter AI. Otter.ai.
0: Okay.
1: Activate it, but there's like even more power to that now. And a lot of I think a lot of larger organizations are using that. The other neat feature, and I would put this into meetings because a few weeks ago I was part of a part of a conference, a global conference, and um, for the first time ever I saw simultaneous translation happening on Zoom. Very, very cool. So you could choose your language. And they had, you know, translators, but you could read it as well as listen to it.
0: So and that it, was active captioning, like so that was it on wasn't there?
1: active captioning. It was actually, it's a special Zoom add-on, which is um, automatic, like uh, translation. I guess it's called translation. It looks like a little globe. So you actually have to click the globe and you could go to the languages that were available, which for me was super fun, right? Because I don't get to use my languages every day. A lot of my, I used to be trilingual. A lot of that has been eroded over the years, but it was nice to just spend some time. I could actually have the listing in that language and I could watch the English translation and I could see how close my translation was to the other.
0: Yeah, accuracy. I wanted to see that too. So now I have to know, Jen, and our listeners are going to be curious too.
1: What languages do you speak? So I speak French and Spanish. I speak a little bit of German. Of course, English is my first language I had wanted to go on. My next language that I was going to learn in the U.N. was actually Arabic. I was really looking forward to learning that. And then, of course, my eye happened. So sadly, I didn't get to partake because I I had access to language uh, lessons all the time. And I love that part of my work. So it still is, you know, I think still in this business and potentials realized, I get to work with amazing professionals whose first languages are from all different spaces. And that's one thing I'm, I'm eager to really be looking at. How do we continue to provide and expand services even in different languages, which is a whole other, like that's a whole other piece. But we've delivered, you know, potentials realized we've delivered services and programming in French and Spanish over the last 18 years. That's just that's something fun. we do. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Those are these other two ties back into the other episode that we have. But the other thing I hear lately in my heart is go mobile, go global. So that would definitely tie into that.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So let's keep rolling down this road. System number five, bucket, very important, performance management. Performance management is all about helping people thrive. So what are we doing well and what's not going so well? And so performance management um, is, you know, our feedback systems. It's also looking at, uh, you know, how are people being supported on on all different levels. So that gets a little bit more detailed than we will we'll go into today. Um, system six is rewards and recognition. So how are we rewarding and recognizing people? And there's been a lot of a lot of debate and a lot of word on the street lately about, you know, what might be coming in the world, which is the great resignation, right? The great resignation. So great rec- resignation, I think may happen in part because people have not felt rewarded or recognized. In this this
0: is a hot topic right now of conversation uh, amongst people that, that do work for teams. It is what it's the, Uh, conversation that's happening behind the scenes, but maybe it's coming to the surface more. But yes, reward and recognition.
1: It's always been an issue, right? But I think people now are almost unwilling in part to step back into what they have perceived to be Uh, an environment which does not recognize who they are, does not reward them for what they do and how they may go above and beyond. And I think it links back to an earlier episode we did, which is that robust team culture, right? Mm -hmm. When we have robust team culture and we have pride and we're excited about what we do, we can do a lot. And so some of the things that might get in the way um, we overlook because we take pride in, in who we are. And, and uh, so just really be thinking about your performance management systems, rewards and recognition, as I said, number six. Number seven is learning management. Wow, we could do a whole topic on this, right? You know, what what platforms are you using? Where is information? Yes, we could do a whole season on this, but we will uh, we will not we will we'll not do that today. We'll <laughs> keep on moving. System eight is relationship management because, of course, business happens through people. Whether we're face to face, remote, hybrid, relationship management is key. So, how are you keeping abreast of all the people that you meet in every given day? Right? It's been sort of interesting as we've bumped into people in the remote space and the, the virtual space in this last year. How do you track new contacts? What do you do? What I'm do you- a
0: HubSpot fan. It's just a great CRM. It goes mobile, It has an app. And it's really important to me that I remember not just, I'm terrible with names, but I am so curious about people and the connections that they have and the roles and their mantras or verses or scriptures. Like, I love knowing the details about people. Uh, it helps me connect the dots, so to speak. So yeah, HubSpot's a big one for me. How about you?
1: That's so good. i would never even thought of HubSpot. So I I think really it's LinkedIn, right? Like I think LinkedIn in some ways is my, uh, you know, let's outreach. Some people would use Facebook, you know, but like I really like my LinkedIn. And I know that in meeting people, if I'm not activating that relationship quickly, it's just going to quickly erode. It, you know, we'll never come back together again. So keeping that in mind, relationship management. And part of that is also, you know, uh, data security.
0: Very (laughs) much so, yeah.
1: I put it here, and in the book, I'm going to read from page 128, you know, note that data security is essential, and some devices may need to be checked at international border points. This is a little point. It hasn't been an issue for the last 16 months between U.S. and Canada, but I know that in pre-pandemic, Um, you know, when data security laws were changed, and and it it meant that actually, my phone could have been searched at any time, I I crossed the border, like a border guard on either side of the border could have said, we want to see your phone, that I that would have been an ethical violation in terms of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. So I had to start traveling with like a, like a, a scrubbed computer, if I could call it that, you know, like one that didn't have email. So, Um, I just wanted to protect the privacy and of of my clients and well I never got asked I have had colleagues who were asked and whose devices were taken away and were explored for whatever reasons so it's an interesting thing to think about right relationships are key to this world of business and how do we ensure we maintain
0: you just brought up a huge piece that confidentiality right that that even in the coaching world, I will say, even the information that I put in HubSpot, I'm always having the client in mind. I really don't put a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I might put like what your cat, what your cat's name is or <laughs> your top goal, but usually it's coded so that I understand it. But yeah, it is for that purpose. I want, you know, my clients to feel very safe and secure. It goes back to that trust, safety and connection, right? I want to create that environment. So yeah. And then that, my other. Favorite system is my paper shredder because <laughs> a lot of time I'll take notes because it helps me digest information about people. But then I just take note like what do I really want to remember? What are three key things? And I shred the rest. So, oh, no, so- not everybody can do that.
1: Well, you know what? I am I am thinking you are inspiring me, Michelle, to think about what do I take. In my, in my boxes, I, I usually allow myself one box of papers to take to the cottage every summer to look at and figure out, do I keep this? Do I shred this? Do I digitize this? So you're inspiring me. I've got to get that box ready. And some of it is going to come from off this desktop because there's just too much on the go.
0: Yeah, so we're kind of resting here between eight and nine. But, you know, we said organization. and I'll just throw in there that I did a little 90-day challenge with myself the last 90 days. And I took two months to organize my office to kind of sift through. And I took a whole bunch to storage for 90 days. And I had this, aha, I don't need anything that I stored for 90 days. So phase two is I'm shredding all that information. And it just feels so freeing uh, to not have that traveling with me. So I can't wait to see what happens in your cottage time.
1: Oh, yes. Well, you know, it takes us to System 10. Administration, right? How are we streamlining things? What are we digitizing? What is ke- being kept analog? Um, and financial and budget, right? Like, it's it's mid-year now as we're recording this, so we're out of that sort of financial budget budgetary period for my business, at least, and it may be other people's year-end, but... Um, I know that actually a big part of, part of another box that I allow myself space is just getting on top of, of the budget and on top of finances. So 10 tools, I'll run through those again very quickly just to recap as we go to wind up and maybe as you're listening, you want to pause this or listen in and just give yourself a number on a one to 10. Where are you in your business or organization or team right now with these 10 systems? So number one, communication. Number two, projects. Number three, goals and accountabilities. Number four, meetings. Number five, performance management. Number six, rewards and recognition. Number seven, learning. Number eight, relationship management. Number nine, financial or budgetary. And number 10, administration. Well, that's a pretty full Full, full. What, what are you taking from today's episode?
0: Well, I don't want to only ask myself, but this would also be a great checklist when I go to work with organizations. Um, if I'm going to work with them on a project or as a coach or something like that, I can ask them these questions too, to see what's in place.
1: And again, the reason we wanted to bring this today is because as things go hybrid, as things reopen, we really need to think about systems. People will probably be moving around in other ways than we're not accustomed to. So how do we ensure that information is accessible, information is updated, and it allows all of us, not just the business, to keep on running in a way that works for our unique styles and strengths. So, With that, as always, Michelle, I so enjoy our time together. Anything that we want to share with our listeners at this stage?
0: I think just, you know, I want the continued invitation to our community call. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to connect. So uh, if you can reach out and join us at the virtual table or send us an email, like Jen said, we'd love to hear from you. What questions are surfacing? Because I think the further we go down this hybrid highway, and people start engaging in their own experience, we want to hear from you. So if there is a burning question that you have out there that we can bring to the virtual table, let us know. We'd love to explore it.
1: Absolutely. Be sure to pass this on to your colleagues and we will look forward to reconnecting here at the Road Pathways again soon. So as always, thanks for joining us.
0: See you again soon.